You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. Today we have a mashup of all mashups. Part of me wonders if this is going to be even more epic than our Jello episode. Nothing can be more epic <laughs> than know, the man. Jello episode. <laughs> but. Quite possibly. So today we have some history. We have some food. Mm. We have maybe a horror story of food. Mm. <laughs> It is it is going to be a great day. So this is officially this is an iron ladle challenge. Unofficially, this is a celebration of the 500th anniversary of the Diet of Worms, which is being celebrated across our LCMS Synod this year, April 18th, 1521. So we we decided to mash this up because what better way in Lutheran Ladies Lounge Land to celebrate the Diet of Worms than to have a iron ladle challenge? With wormy food. I mean, hello. What Diet is more appropriate? Whoa. <laughs> so before we get to the all-important recipes and food, Rachel, can you give us like the elevator pitch edition of the history of Diet of Worms so that people actually know why we're doing this? All right, all right. The uh, Reichstag zu Worms took place <laughs> 500 wow. years ago this month. It actually started in January and went through May. And this was the trial that's actually Luther was already excommunicated at this point. So he had he had already been, you know, through the ringer a little bit. But now he was being tried by basically the uh, Holy Roman Emperor. Like uh, you know, Charles V actually showed up and sat in a room for a couple of months to sort out this little Luther problem. Now, because medieval justice was what it was, uh, of this four-month trial, Luther was there for two days. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. So Luther showed up on April 16th. April 17th, he appeared in the court and was asked a grand total of two questions. <laughs> One, are these books yours? 25 of his books. They were obviously his. <laughs> Two, do you recant, take back, renounce every word in them? Now, Luther was a fairly conservative reformer. He, uh, despite all the abuses that he had called the church out on, he loved the Catholic Church and didn't want to necessarily cut all ties with it. So he asked for a night to think about it, pray about it, you know, talk to a few friends about it. And came back the next day. Now, Luther, as you know, liked to have the last word. So, <laughs> so he was asked the questions again. And he said, yes, they're all mine. That was the easy one. Mm -hmm. Now, will you recant? He said, well, it's complicated, you guys. Because they're not all the same kind of books. I mean, here are these writings of mine that are strictly devotional in nature. We all agree that they're fine. There's nothing wrong with them. Why would I recant those? Then there are the ones that deal with specific abuses in the church. And I can't recant those because if I do, there will be no reason for those abuses not to continue. That would be like kind of unethical for me to take back those. And then there are the writings where I was perhaps a little abusive of individuals. I'm sorry about that. But I can't take those back either because they kind of deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> Did 
This is sounding like the worst apology ever. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, so I hope I'm, I'm paraphrasing this appropriately. Uh-huh. But in conclusion, he said this wonderful quote, which we remember to this day. He said, and this is the English translation, unless I am convinced by the testimony of the scriptures or by clear reason, for I do not trust either in the Pope or in councils alone, since it is well known that they have often erred and contradicted themselves. I am bound by the scriptures I have quoted, and my conscience is captive to the word of God. Mm. I cannot and will not recant anything, since it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. May God help me. Amen. Now, legend also says that he added, before may God help me, he added those famous lines, here I stand, I can do no other. Here stehe ich, ich kann nicht anders. Um, <laughs> but that's, you know, there's there's no like uh, source from that actual trial transcript hmm. that confirms this. We, it, it's I like to think that he said it, that someone remembered it, it got scribbled down later. But, you know, that's uh, that's legend. It's great legend. Yes. So if you've ever heard those words, here I stand, I can do no other. April 18th is the 500th anniversary of when that maybe kind of legendarily happened. Here and it's I a- stand Sunday. Here I stand Sunday. So it is very appropriate that we celebrate, pull out all the stops with some fancy gourmet food. I would love to think that all our churches were like having fellowship meals or potlucks or at least receptions. But I know that not everybody is gathering in person or sharing food together yet. (sighs) Sigh. But we can at least iron ladle challenge it Mm. with some wormy recipes for a well-balanced diet of worms <laughs> yeah the end so fantastic i honestly i don't know a lot of our our lutheran history i'm i'm, I'm more of a small catechism girl and so this is always great for me to oh. learn more of the backstory <laughs> i forgot I should I should tell you the verdict of the diet of worms. Oh yeah, oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> like over a month later, I think it was end of Mayish. Uh, Charles V finally announced a verdict of mm. uh, heretic and outlaw, <clears throat> which is the coolest thing I think. I mean, to have you know a possibly inbred Habsburg In emperor resume. call you an outlaw is. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty epic. That is. That would okay. Be so awesome yeah, you know, Luther resume. Luther lost the trial, but he won uh-huh. the war. <laughs> so, and even though my dish is getting cold, I'm still found that I was curious as you were telling this story. So he had already been excommunicated in January. Yeah, did in January. So did he have communion during that time? Did he commune himself? Did how long did he go without communion? From the time he was excommunicated to whenever well, he Luther picked it up again. Did I'm curious. Not take the excommunication lying down. He burned uh-huh. the papal bullet arrived <laughs> right? on. Right. So since Luther was himself an ordained priest and a number of his uh, compatriots so in Wittenberg were ordained priests, I'm guessing okay. that, that is that is very in keeping with Luther. Okay. You don't okay. own me, Pope. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I love uh, our Lutheran history. <laughs> <laughs> he would be perfect on some message boards these days. I'm not right? Mm. Can oh you my imagine goodness. Luther on social media? Mm. Facebook jail. 
Uh, so fast. Exactly. <laughs> right to jail. <laughs> Three strikes in 24 oh. hours. Didn't even know it could happen. Nope. <laughs> if anyone can do it, Luther can. <laughs> okay, All we right. need to get to eating yeah, worms because so, Aaron's soup so, is getting cold. Right. So originally with the Iron Ladle Challenge, we were going to, originally the the concept was everyone will do a riff on gummy worms. But very quickly, I was like, I don't really want to do that. Um, so <laughs> Bad idea. That just is not capturing my imagination. And so I, I determined that we would make it just worms is the theme. And you interpret that each individually we each interpret it individually and so i am going to go first because mine is getting cold i chose what immediately came to mind is udon noodles Mm. and these are the it's a type of japanese noodle they're extra thick Mm. they are they're thinner than they're thinner than a pencil but it's they're like maybe four or five times the thickness of a spaghetti noodle. Um, So very thick. And what especially makes them adds to their worm character. One, they've got, they're they're about the thickness of some of those big granddaddy earthworms that you see. (laughs) Not the little baby ones, but like the big ones. So they are that, that diameter, but there is a liveliness to them. That when you pick them up, they it almost I I took a little video, so I'll I'll see about sharing it if if it turned out. But yes. they have this; it almost feels like they are moving of their own accord mm. because there's like this lively, springy nature to them as you're like picking up because they're long. It's they're somewhat they look hard like to manage. Roundworms. It's they do. <laughs> so it could have gone so much worse, you guys. Uh, <laughs> listeners, let me tell you, I nixed the idea that someone had of let's share the the live coconut worm that one of our missionaries ate in in Cambodia. And I'm like, no, it's just absolutely out of a horror movie. We will <laughs> not put that. We are not sharing that as part of this episode. Now, I suppose it could still show up in the lounge. Someone else could share it, but let me rest. And like, if you assure you all in my research for this episode, I can tell you that um, if you want to add order edible worms, you can. So oh, that's wow. a possibility. Yeah, another option. I did yeah. not. Wait, there's yeah. edible worms? So, I mean, I guess you yeah, can eat worms. It's like I mean, the next. We all remember how the to next... eat fried worms. Oh, yeah. Children's uh-huh. book. So I chose to make this soup. It's. It is sort of a riff on on classic Japanese soups. It has a mushroom based broth mm. uh, that I just had a vegetable broth. If you don't, I had one that had mushroom, but if you don't have it, just toss a couple of dried mushrooms in with a basic broth, whatever you have, chicken broth or vegetable broth, and it'll add the mushroomy taste and let that simmer a bit. I then also put in some baby bok choy because mm. I live near a really great international grocery store. So that's where I got my udon noodles. I got the type that are fresh. Um, mm. they're, I, they weren't dried. Mm. Um, so they're, they aren't like made recently, but anyway, they're not dried. <laughs> they're in the refrigerator section. Yeah. I also got these tiny little baby bok choy that I then cut in half. And the way I cooked them was I just put them in the strainer so once I was draining the noodles, because you do need to 
heat them basically you put them in the pot and bring it up to boil because they're already cooked but they need a little bit so then when i poured the boiling water out i poured it over my baby bok choy and that was all it needed for cooking so there's no no need to do anything further Uh, and so then it keeps its really pretty green color that's genius you could use bigger ones of course but you know you might need to you might need to cut it a bit further if you Mm -hmm. had larger bok choy than this I also included a couple of shiitake mushrooms, mm. uh, and I, I went to the effort extra effort, which it didn't show up super well, but still, I cut in the little cross that you often see, and then just popped those into the broth while it was heating, while everything was heating. It did all come together really quickly. This morning is when I was like, I got to go to the grocery store and get these noodles, and then the grocery store was closed when I got there. So I pulled this all together very last minute before this episode. Oh, I the think other you thing that is something out of your waiting for the grocery yes, store exactly. to open story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. I had like a half an hour to burn before it opened, so I just trotted across the street to a delightful little coffee shop and sat and had a latte in the wind. It was. Uh, it was like this is this is why I live in the city mm, because I can do this. This is amazing. So the other ingredient, I included a six and a half minute egg. Huh. And that is apparently the perfect time to cook an egg if you want it to still be sort of, you don't want it to be hard boiled and you don't want it to be soft boiled. It's the perfect transition point. Mm. So you bring your water to a boil, add your eggs, start your timer, six and a half minutes, pull it out peel them. They're made they're great in soup. So it's a really easy thing to add to soup. They're also fantastic on salads mm. to sort of have a little different type of an egg on a salad. It looks cool and it doesn't dissolve into your soup with soft boiled eggs. I've I've done that and sometimes I take that approach, but the yolk then basically just you lose the yolk cuz it just dissolves right yeah. into the broth. This kind of yolk does not dissolve. They're great. Six so and a half a minutes. Great eh? addition. Six and a half minutes. I feel like that Try is it. a number I've been looking for my whole life. <laughs> I know. I know. I have taken at one point in my life, I did wake up from a nap and was like, I want to do an experiment. And I had a dozen <laughs> eggs and I started a timer and I just started cooking eggs to see what was my preferred length of time for, for cooking eggs. <laughs> But this length of time also, it does allow you to peel them relatively easy, assuming that your eggs aren't too fresh because too fresh eggs are hard to peel. Mm -hmm. But anyway, give it a try if you haven't tried it. Sometimes hard-boiled eggs have that chalky sort of consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, the yolk, Mm -hmm. not my favorite. So you want it to be jammy anyway. Uh, Yeah, that's what what you get with the six and a half minute. Let me say, it's fantastic. They also peel easier if you leave them out on the countertop for a little while before you cook them. Mm. That's a farmhouse trick. Yeah. And no, they won't go bad. So when I- will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is my that is my soup, and it is really fantastic. I did take some pictures before, oh, um, so it'll be, it's great. Mm. Yay. So delicious. I want udon so, now. Uh-huh. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me about the other dishes that we have here today. I can't do gummy worms, which is sad because one of my favorite things from childhood is dirt. 
<laughs> like the edible dirt <laughs> with gummy worms, <laughs> which is what I would have made. However, not a thing. But I am I'm so thankful for you ladies because you make me get outside of my my very small little little food world with mm-hmm. all of my food restrictions. So I I got some packages of zucchini noodles. Love it. Which I know you can also make, but I don't have a spiralizer and also this is the week after Holy Week. Like I don't know, I don't have time for that. So I bought frozen <laughs> zucchini noodles from Trader Joe's. I've been wanting to try them for a while, and this is finally my excuse. They were super duper easy to cook. You just drop them in the frying pan and let them cook for like seven minutes, and then they're done. It was amazing. Um, one of my standing meals is ground beef and butternut squash together, which if you mm-hmm. have not had bu- ground beef and butternut squash together, you must try it. It is the flavors meld together and it's like this rich sweet savoriness it mm. i'm like my mouth is watering right now just thinking about it so, so hungry i always start with that and then i kind of rotate through some vegetable like for a third vegetable sometimes it's kale sometimes it's brussels sprouts but i had not put zucchini in it before so yesterday for my lunch i was like i'm going to put zucchini noodles in my beef and butternut squash and let me tell you it was the best thing ever. It was so good. So that's going to be... Sounds amazing. This is going to be one of my regular meals now. So I know people ask for recipes. I am not... I don't follow recipes ever. However, for this one, I get fresh butternut squash that's already chopped up into bags because also nobody has time to chop up a butternut squash every week. And it like peels... I get a chemical peel on my hands when I chop butternut squash. It's really weird. Like I'm allergic to the skin or something. So I get that. I'm going to just say... Rachel totally rolled her eyes when you said nobody has time to chop a butternut squash each week. You weren't supposed to be watching that, Erin. <laughs> so with with the amount of butternut like I would have to chop three butternut squashes a week with the yeah. amount of butternut squash you're, we eat. You're right. The the uh, sort of slimy starchiness of the squash on your hands, I almost always roast mine before I chop it. But for what the recipe you are using, you would have to chop it raw and Agreed. It's rough on your hands. Yeah, not a, not like I thought something was wrong with my hands the first time. I was like <laughs> die because my hands were like it was weird. They like I lost all my fingerprints and ridges. Like it just turned into this smooth. It was it was weird. Anyway, mm. I bring them home and I throw them right in the freezer because it gets kind of slimy if you leave it fresh too long. I learned that the hard way. So I just I cook them from frozen every meal that we have them and it works really well. I just leave the lid off of the pan so the water can evaporate and it gets it really brown and roasty and it's so good. So I roast a bag of that and when that's like brownish, I throw in my my ground beef and I stir that all together and then I cooked the zucchini noodles separately because I didn't I've never done them before and I didn't want to get them too mushy because mushy noodles is the worst. Next time I'm just gonna like put all the frozen stuff in together and, and just cook it all at once because I think the timing is gonna work out and it's gonna be a lot easier to bring to work. So it's just all of that, couple tablespoons of olive oil and a large amount of Celtic salt and black pepper. And that's it. <laughs> That is mm. it. Just mix Sounds it together. Amazing. I, until it's all I done was and, so oh, jealous when you told amazing. me your recipe. It's so good. And this is that's one of the things that I like to encourage all of my sisters who also have food intolerances, because I know there's a lot of you out there. Just because you can't eat a wide variety of foods doesn't mean that you have to eat boring food. Like mm-hmm. it is one of my life goals to just make all of my my small food world 
the tastiest that it can be and it's and you ugh. are doing it girl like yeah. every every episode of this i'm just impressed I can eat almost anything well, I want, but I drool over mm, your recipe. Right, so <laughs> you're doing I love it right. Food. I even like vegetables, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this sounds I, awesome. We eat so many vegetables; it's it's ridiculous how much we go through every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's mine. No fancy name, but beef butternut squash and zucchini noodles, and they were very wormy. Mm. It was. <laughs> it was. I was the amazed. Pictures, at yes, how... the pictures are impressive. Now, here's a question. So it was fun. It was delicious. But given the wormy nature, if it weren't for this purpose, do you feel like you would continue with the zoodles? Or would you, do you feel like for presentation's sake, you might switch to like the, the like slices Mm. instead of the the thin or pennies. I don't know. What are do you have? Yeah. I think what are your thoughts on that? I think because we use zucchini in other meals, and I use a lot of yellow squash in other meals too, and it tends to disintegrate, especially if you cook it too long. So I think I would stick with the noodles because of the the texture difference. Because the, the okay. butternut squash mm-hmm. get that pretty much just like kind of mushes all up. There's some kind of hard chunks still, but it's mostly kind of mushy and the ground beef is kind of okay. disintegrates. So the noodles give it a nice different texture if i used like just chopped zucchini it would it would just be all one big ball of mush which it would taste good but it wouldn't wouldn't look all that great i mean honestly all noodles have a wormy they do it was fun so why i cannot tell you how long it's been since i've eaten something in noodle form so this was yeah (laughs) over a year or two so i that was it was fun i appreciate it Okay, they're not actual noodles. Like people no. will, mm-hmm. they'll be like, "It's not real pasta," but like, it's not supposed to be game changer. Yeah, game exactly. changer. Oh, yeah. for sure. I started warming. This is totally off topic, but kind of wormy in theme. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, when I was trying to like cut down my carbs, and mm-hmm. I would save my Chinese leftovers and like the stir fries, and then rewarm them. But I would thins, and I may have talked about this before. Thin slice cabbage across the mm. grain to make long thin strips mm-hmm. of cabbage stir fry mm-hmm. it in and cabbage noodles who knew yeah. they're so good there you there's go beet noodles there's mm-hmm. just oh. yep that's a that's the thing with food substitutions and it's kind of a mindset thing there's a lot of food substitutions you can make but if you like cauliflower rice obviously it's not going to taste like rice but if you treat it like cauliflower rice and not real rice then you're gonna enjoy it so much more instead of expecting it to taste like rice when it's not going to so good (laughs) right right so good excellent two thumbs up highly recommend (laughs) fantastic now we have had a delicious appetizer we've had our entree let's hear what's for dessert oh boy the actual dessert yes let's write this we will have hilarious stories (laughs) That we enjoy after our meal is complete. (laughs) Okay. I have the dessert to end all desserts. And even though it is basically brunch time, I am having a slice while you eat away. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Be careful. Uh, You might get a sugar rush just listening to this part of the episode. (laughs) I really don't eat a lot of sugar, you guys. I don't even eat a lot Uh of carbs. So this cake is going to go straight to my head. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, you'll need a nap later. Um, <laughs> okay, so Sarah mentioned that she loved the dirt pudding mm. that was a staple when we were growing up in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is a 
pudding made of uh, either chocolate pudding, cream cheese, butter, sugar, whipped mm-hmm. cream, and Oreos. Your yes. pupils uh, are kind of dilating. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a wonderful thing. And I wanted to do something around dirt because the traditional dirt recipe includes gummy worms either on mm-hmm. top or mixed in. But I also found this pinata cake idea. There's this, and I'll put a mm-hmm. link in the show notes, a variation on the, a, a pinata cake is basically a layer cake with a hole cut out of the middle layer that you then fill with like candy. In this case, gummy bears was the recipe I found. And I thought, wouldn't that be fun to do with worms? And I thought, well, but you know, a big a, a layer cake with worm gummy worms in the middle wouldn't be nearly as tasty as a layer cake with dirt pudding and gummy worms in the middle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. So that I is what I did. But because I don't know, I like to be contrary a little bit this wasn't just a layer cake this was a quadruple layer cake <laughs> with two layers of cake alternating with two oh layers gosh. of fudge brownie wow we did this for a birthday party a couple years ago highly recommend it if you want to make just the most impressive cake ever do do your regular layer cake in round pans and then reuse those pans for brownie mix you bake it for a little bit shorter wow. time than if you're doing in a 13 mm-hmm. by 9 but as long as you put your wax paper or parchment paper on the bottom to keep from sticking you can use these guys as bona fide layers in a layer huh. cake huh. Huh. so that's what i did i have brownie okay. cake brownie cake whole cut out of the middle two layers okay filled okay. with layers of crushed oreo dirt pudding gummy worms rinse repeat then put the top layer of the wow. cake on, frost the whole thing, and have my uh, artistic teenage daughter draw a, lo- a red Luther rose on top. Because that is amazing. <laughs> so there, there. This was a this was an interesting recipe to put together. I got a little ambitious. I wanted too much dirt in the middle, so I cut my holes mm. in the cake and the brownie a little too big. So the brownie started to fall apart. So we had this sort of leaning tower oh. of. <laughs> of cake diabetes. Um, st- <laughs> leaning tower of diabetes yeah but it was still i mean it was still delicious and the frosting basically hold- held it together like mortar but it was a little bit less perfectly <laughs> symmetrical than i would have liked and the other problem was that by the time we got well i'll say that the second problem I was making the recipe sort of putting together cobbling together several recipes to make this and as a result, I maybe made too much dirt pudding, and I have now about a quart and a half in my <laughs> fridge on top of the giant layer cake. And then I have a little layer cake, actually, that was made with the <laughs> holes that I cut out. The holes, Yeah, right. it's really adorable. I'll post pictures. But <laughs> I have so much dessert in my house right now, you guys. I it's love awful. everything wow. about this. <laughs> Way to fly that close to the sun, Icarus. Way to go. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That is epic. Late last night as I put the cake together and called all the children, because this is why I made dessert, even though I rarely eat dessert, because I have young people who can help me help me eat the dessert. Well, I said, who wants cake? Well, they all wanted to see it open up. And it was not as impressive opening up as I would have liked because Mm. just like in real dirt, 
the worms had sort of oozed their way in. So they were not, it wasn't like a pinata cake where you open it and like suddenly oh. there's like pinata, congratulations, sure. candy. <laughs> uh-huh. No, this was more of a, oh, that uh, cake is really a giant stuffed cupcake with like goop in the middle. And then you start eating the goop and oh, there's worms in this. It's sort of this surprise. <laughs> But I started slicing. Sort of a slow burn surprise. Right. <laughs> I started slicing the cake, and who wants cake? My son, fourteen years old, growing boy. I'll have cake, and of course, I had to cut a piece for myself because it's my recipe. All three of my girls declined the cake. What? 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 Four even? Well, number four helped me make the cake and may oh, have eaten her weight no. in mm. cake frosting, mm. Oreos, and gummy worms mm. over the last yeah, like yeah. three hours. Imagine how much more leftovers you would have if she had not helped. I'm wishing I hadn't bought the two pound bag of gummy worms. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I didn't know how much I'd need. So we had consumed so many of the raw materials for making this dessert while we were making the dessert. Mm-hmm. that nobody had any room left in their tummy. In fact, they were having tummy aches uh-huh. um, oh. yeah. when the cake was wow. cut. So hopefully it will be gone today. But let today. me tell you, despite the fact that I went to bed with gallbladder pain last night <laughs> and restless legs, um, this cake... <laughs> Side effect euphoria. It is so good. I mean, it's got the best of oh. of chocolate layer cake and brownies mm. and pudding and cheesecake and Oreos. I mean, it's all in there. The only part I would actually leave out if I were doing it again is the gummy worms. But I figured that wasn't optional. <laughs> but I will be yeah, I not- will be making this pudding filled cake again sometime because uh-huh. it's really amazingly amazingly good so yeah there you I go don't know about my you guys, diet but my worms. A1C just jumped to 23 after <laughs> listening to this mm-hmm. story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that's goodness. bad for non-medical oh. professions out there <laughs> wow no that does look amazing fudgy mm. So good, rich, and the pudding and makes moist, it more moist than a cake has any right to be. Uh-huh. Yep, you do like oh. a cross section of the earth cake. Like now, my oh. mind is like, you do like a geology cake. So like my mind uh-huh. is just racing now to figure out, okay, how can I do a geology themed birthday party? Mm-hmm. Like, oh boy, I want that. For yeah, birthday. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. want your birthday to be Billy rocks. <laughs> hey, Gigi nerd kids! I collected Done. rocks when I was a kid. Mm. I thought it was cool. I love rocks. <laughs> so, word to the wise: I will post recipes in uh, the show notes. But if you start with a basic dirt recipe, cut it in about a quarter. Uh, mm. Get the small bag of gummy worms. You won't need that many. Get the small package of Oreos. You won't need that many. And uh, you know that just just. Learn from my mistakes so you don't end up with yeah. like three months worth of desserts in your fridge all at the same time. <laughs> it's good you're saying that because as we've often commented, we do try and put things down in recipes, but I think most of us do not tend to do a lot of true cooking from no, recipes. That's boring. 
So it's nice to give those verbal cues for those those out listeners out there who are just inspired by hearing it and are thinking, I could do that. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't, let me be honest with you, it doesn't always work. <laughs> it doesn't always yes. work. <laughs> so let, I want to hear about the the great trial and tribulation <laughs> oh that you endured this is so good the, <laughs> it was one of the seven oh seals maybe. I, uh, <laughs> I unearthed a recipe from like the depths of hell like, <laughs> it was so bad so i knew that we're so we're doing this worm theme and Initially, yeah, we had said gummy worms, and so my mind instantly went to dirt and worms cake, but then I was like, that's so basic. Like, even though it's obviously not, Uh like, but in my, in my wanting to be edgy and unique in all things, I was like, (laughs) I'm going to do something different. I'm just going to do it. So I was thinking about it, and... First of all, I have the palate of a child, if you didn't already know this, and <laughs> I love sour gummy worms. I just, mm. I love them. I love them. Mm. As an adult, I shouldn't be eating them anymore, because, like, they come back up about five minutes later, <laughs> so, like, I shouldn't be doing it for any reason, but I just, hmm. I love them. And so, I wanted mm-hmm. to incorporate those into a dish and man, I did not do like the challenge, the, the iron ladle challenge. I failed the challenge, you guys. Like <laughs> it ended up in the trash can. Like <laughs> we're gonna vote you off the show immediately <laughs> in the trash can. I have a picture of it laying in the in the bottom <laughs> of my trash can. We have that picture, by the way. We can we share it on social it. media. Uh-huh. <laughs> we do have it. Yeah. So. When, you th- when I think about sour gummy worms, I'm like, okay, how can I incorporate these? And if you've ever had a sour gummy worm, they're, they're not like a traditional gummy worm. Traditional gummy worms are kind of like a jelly-ish sort of mm. concoction. Mm-hmm. I think sour gummy mm-hmm. worms are more, for me, reminiscent of like a marshmallow. And so I was oh. like, oh, I'm going to make Rice Krispie treats with incorporating sour gummy worms into like the marshmallow okay. bindingness of it. This seems like a... Seems like a well-advised a, situation, Yeah, it right? seems like it would Mostly work. corn okay. syrup, which yeah. is what the binder is for Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Theoretically, sure. Mm-hmm. So I followed, okay. I just followed the classic Rice Krispie treats recipe, which is... Three tablespoons of butter, four cups of marshmallows, which what I ended up doing in this scenario is I used three cups of marshmallows, mini marshmallows, and a cup of sour gummies. Basically, what you're supposed oh, to do okay. Okay. If, you, if you've never made Rice Krispie treats before is you melt the butter, you dump in your marshmallows, you get it all melty and like one consistency. And then you dump in your Rice Krispies, you mix it all up, you put it in a buttered dish, and you just kind of let it set. You cut it into squares, boom, bang, boom. Mm -hmm. One of the easiest desserts you could possibly make, and highly popular. (laughs) Really hard to to go wrong. (laughs) Okay, so 
<laughs> I did I did notice that marshmallows and gummy worms do have two sort of different I guess hardnesses or like one like, has gelatin. Okay. The other yeah, doesn't. so the, the gummy worm, the sour gummy, is gonna have like a give to it. Like it's gonna, it's gonna bite mm. back a little bit. You can't just take a bite like you can a marshmallow and and just it rips, like it breaks. With the gummy worm, you need okay. more force to like yeah. get it to break down. Okay. So in that vein, and I doubt this is what ruined it. I think I added an extra tablespoon of butter. I think I started with four, maybe five tablespoons of butter. Sort of. Okay. Okay. I feel like. Butter is right. never going to make right. it go wrong. Right. So I don't think that no. was, Solid I feel choice. that can't possibly right. be the blame. So this butter, yeah, adding the extra butter. It good. smells like good. a sugar factory in my house. And I like, I'm, uh-huh. I'm live tweeting this with, in the chat with, with them. <laughs> and, and there's just like a stream of like me just texting. Cause they were all like out probably doing work or so like being <laughs> members of society. I think I messaged you guys like 53 <laughs> times in a row. And like, I said, what did I say? I was like, ugh, it smells like sugar. Like when, when I, when I'm disgusted by how sugary it smells in my apartment, like that's like, that was red flag number one. Okay. So butter's melted and I pour in the marsh, the three cups of mini marshmallows, one cup of gummy worms and it starts cooking down. And yesterday, within the first minute of it cooking, the most foul, acrid smell (laughs) that I've ever smelled. And I've smelled some stuff, people. Let me tell you. Uh Entered my nostrils. It has permeated every fabric item in my apartment, I feel like. You got a lot of porous surfaces there. It was offensive. And I was like, <laughs> that was a red flag number two. So like, like, you know how in the Bible it talks about like making pleasing sacrifices to God and like the odor like uh-huh. his nostrils and like if that is truly what we're living in right now, like I don't know why I wasn't like lightning didn't strike me and like just <laughs> I did not turn into a pepper of salt. I don't know why. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just kind of, you know, it's just getting through like they're delivering the proteins. <laughs> for some reason, I turned into Alton Brown for about five minutes. I love that you did not immediately <laughs> bail on this recipe. You're like, it smells like oh a gosh. chemical plant just it blew up in my kitchen. Gosh. <laughs> just see this through. See how it plays like, out. Yeah, like my eyes were like, <laughs> like fingers are like, who's cooking mess? I'm like retching, right? I'm like, oh, like I'm retching, okay? And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to melt it down. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to power through it. So I get it to melt down. If you want to be a troll about life and want to try this, you may need a couple extra minutes for everything to incorporate into one consistent binding agent. Okay. Hmm. And I very much live by the code of if it doesn't smell good, it's probably not going to taste good either. (laughs) However, Hmm. I was like, you know what? Maybe this is one of those scenarios where it smells like a dumpster fire, but it actually tastes fine. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah, Or durian fruit or something. (laughs) This probably smells worse than that. Mm. Um, (laughs) So 
It's all in this saucepan, just like this abomination. What does it look like? It looked like, like Rice Krispie it... Treats, and it was actually kind of fun because there were okay. kind of some rainbow okay. flecks in uh-huh. there, right? And frankly, I I honestly would be willing to try this again, maybe with like traditional gummy worms. But even then, like, why would you even bother? Because Rice Krispie mm-hmm. Treats are fine on their own. You don't need to Destroy make them, them any fancier, right? Don't gild that's, the that's lily. part of the appeal, right? It's simple and it's delicious. Yeah. So, uh-huh. I put them, I, I started laying them in my pan and I was like, you know what? This is, at this point, I'm like, I'm about two seconds away from barfing everywhere. Maybe I should try this and see if it's even worth pressing into a pan. <laughs> you took a bite? I am committed, you people. You have a dedication. This you, is dedication like- to this podcast. Okay? <laughs> I take what we said earlier Brie doesn't lose the challenge Brie wins the Iron Ladle challenge because that took oh my guts gosh. <laughs> so I, 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 I take I pinch off this little piece right and it still uh-huh. it smells awful and I and I lift this this Franken treat up to my lips and I, I'm like oh, I hope this is worth it and it was not worth it point, point hmm. being and I literally, when I ate it, I was like, I li- my my visceral reaction was, oh no! And li- like, I ran to get a paper towel, and I was like licking the paper towel several times, and like it was still like in my old factory system, like it haunted my old factory system for the rest of the night. Like it was everywhere. So I'm like. Was no, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he was not. It would have been so, an intervention as part of this story. So after I throw everything in the trash, it still smells like. What was? Oh Super my gosh! Doing he's, he's just sitting there being like, "Mom, down. what are you doing? Like, are you okay? <laughs> you look like you're in distress. How can I help?" Right. So. <laughs> I, what I didn't want was I didn't want my husband to come home and be like, it smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. Like, what What did you do? <laughs> so, it's 80 degrees outside yesterday. We like to keep our, uh-huh. ha- we like to keep our apartment at like a 65. Wow. Oh, and yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's climate controlled. It's fine. So... I have every single window and every single door open in my apartment to like vent it out. Uh-huh. Right? Are you running the bathroom? Yes, van? exactly. Like it was <laughs> ventilated in here, yep. and I, frankly, I'm surprised mm-hmm. the fire alarm didn't go off to like preemptively. Like this is a chemical fire that's going to start. You chemical you emergency. Evacuate immediately. Uh huh. So. Uh huh. That was pro- so. Matt came home. See the news segment. <laughs> Matt came home probably <laughs> three hours later. It still smelled like a failed science experiment. But he's like, I-, I was like, do you smell that? He's like, I don't smell anything. And I'm like, oh no, like this is how I'm gonna taste and smell everything from now on. Like, <laughs> what's the point of, of going you. on? Like what? But. <laughs> It's like when you stare at the sun yeah. and you have the image burned into your retinas. It did that yes. to it just your nose. And like my, like with my the, taste buds uh, too, kind of. Because like I was uh-huh. I was trying to cleanse the palate. I was drinking water. I was drinking uh-huh. pop. I was 
eating fruit. Like uh-huh. I was doing everything in my right. power right. to get rid of it. So I would do what? Take straight shots of apple cider vinegar because I bet I that would have fixed it. Of. Oh. But like, <laughs> we went out to we went out and got a bite to eat last night for dinner. And like even then, like my canned diet oh. coke in a cup of ice, like I was still take like I I was haunted by the smell. I'm going to tell you what. Uh We were driving home after dinner last night, and we live right alongside the highway. And as we were driving Mm -hmm. home last night, I could smell it from the highway. It was like this this potent, odiferous cloud. So, like, I have created this new form of pollution that is now hovering above the city of St. Louis. It, oh like gummy gosh. worm pollution is a thing. Like, let's get the ad council on the phone. <laughs> wow. I think you have just cured me of ever wanting to eat sour gummy worms. Again. You know what? I I know. I, I think I have taste aversion now to them. I couldn't eat oh, them no. if I tried. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. I've cured myself of it. Because you're it's always even just the thought of it is gonna make you immediately flash back to the sixth. Yeah, we're in PTSD. Sensory recall is a thing. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will mm-hmm. you have recanted. Oh, wow. I yes, I, I wow. have officially recanted <laughs> this recipe. <laughs> is this your recipe? Can, I can do Never. no other. <laughs> Is this your recipe? Yes. Do you recant? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Every for those word. of you, and I honestly, I'm not a food chemist. I don't, but I think for those of you who are wondering what possibly went wrong, because again, I think it could work with a different, in a different scenario. I think what I didn't account for was like the sour sugar coating that is on the outside of the gummy worms, because I think that's what makes them sour. I think without that coating, it probably Mm. could have worked. It maybe was not, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been all in vain, but I think there was something about that like sour Mm -hmm. quality in the, in the coating that just created this acrid, like, let me tell you, I've never smelled anything acrid before. I, I was aware of the word, but now like i know what acrid is because of yesterday's Mm -hmm. endeavor Mm -hmm. um and i think that that somehow was the culprit in burning this taste and odor into the deepest folds of my brain okay but i have an idea Mm -hmm. if you ever want to try again okay okay lay it on me I discovered when I was about mm, nine years old, helping my cousin bake a birthday cake for our uncle, that if you do not have food coloring, you can use Kool-Aid, like the old-fashioned Kool-Aid packets without the sugar, Mm -hmm. to add coloring. But it also makes it super tart. So if you wanted to add a fruity flavor, I might add a packet of Kool-Aid into the marshmallows. I don't know. This might actually create another chemical explosion. I don't know. But... (laughs) You could make a super tang tart binder that way and then stir your gummy worms, sour or otherwise, in with the Rice Krispies. So they don't melt, but they're sort of like woven all throughout the dessert. And you've got a Uh tangy Rice Krispie treat with gummy worm surprise in the middle. And it probably Um, wouldn't burn your skin down mm -hmm. to the bone when you touched it. Probably not. not. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm. So yeah, like yesterday was... 
talking about Icarus flying too close to the sun, Rachel. <laughs> I flew into the sun and yeah. like just like burnt to like a just a little speck of yeah. husk. <laughs> <Just a> <laughs> So that's that's our trash course, everyone. Thank you for for today. That is wow, an epic story. They will be telling this story around the fire for like our 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 progenitors are going to be like. (laughs) I can't believe she did that. Yeah, right. Telling this around the fire. You know what? No risk, no reward. Right. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Uh Indeed. Right. I didn't gain anything. That does also mean that any of your any of your progeny, they're all going to have this story told to them from their youngest age. So none of them are going to eat sour gummy worms. People are going to often no. be like, "No, I won't no, give we, them to my kids now." Like, no, ain't no. happening. No. <laughs> Excellent story and yes. a worthy experiment. You can't you can't share only the successes. Nope. That's not that's real. not real. This is real that's life, guys. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's true. That's In right. that pile of papers. That Luther claimed there were those that were really solid and those where he was just sort of like mouthing off at people. And he <laughs> had to claim all of them. Yep. They're all hmm. his. <sighs> and we claim all of these recipes on this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In the program notes, we will not only include, you know, recipes and photos and the usual stuff, but also a couple of links if you want to learn more about the diet of worms. Reichstag to forms. There's a great article on LutheranReformation.org by Dr. Oh, yes. Jack Kilcrease, one of our own, that sort of lays it all out, tells the story. There's also, if you like more comedy with your history, yes. I really love the video that Pastor Hans Feeney of Lutheran Satire put out um, a couple of years ago. Was it a couple of years ago? Might have been just last year. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Last year. Really yeah. well done comedy send up of the Diet of Worms, in which, you know, Luther is a cool guy and Charles V smells of wet hot dogs and likes Fleetwood Mac <laughs> unironically. So, you know, it's like <laughs> if you like to have your history with a dose of satire, check that out and we'll include links to both of those resources in the show notes. And since this is yeah, an yes. Iron Ladle challenge, ladies, we want to know what your wormy recipes are so we will ask for those in our facebook group uh we want your most epic wormy recipes maybe ones that you are experimenting on yourself because that's what an iron ladle challenge is for so we want your pictures (laughs) we want your recipes your successes your epic failures all of it we want to know (laughs) yeah and if you tag us in your Instagram posts of these things, we will also share them uh, in our Instagram story as well. So tag us there at Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Instagram with your recipes because we want to share them. We love food. So mm-hmm. uh, happy Diet of Worms 500th anniversary, ladies. This was a great way to celebrate in a very Lutheran Ladies Lounge fashion. I can't even talk right right now. I have laughed so hard in the last hour. <laughs> oh, I'm flying high on sugar right now. I tell you what, friends. <laughs> it's all rainbows and unicorns for me you right now. You got a going on. Like, are you feeling okay? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm feeling no pain. <laughs> Join our group on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge for more recipes and history and epic everythings. 
the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. We release all of our podcasts there. If you have family members who aren't female and still want to follow us, Instagram is a good place for that. They can follow us there since that is a public page. And we will share your stories of Iron Ladle Challenges. If you tag us in your posts and stories, we'll get those shared as well and share the uh, 500th anniversary of the Diet of Worms in a very foodie way, which is fantastic. Find our podcasts. I almost forgot about our podcast. <laughs> At kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I probably can and should do other, like ev- like I can do every other, but this one other. And I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge. Will you hold that Um, up to the camera? I'm sorry. The bok choy part. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Oh, you see that? It's so beautiful. Thing. Yeah, it's so it's so adorable. On that <laughs> note, join our group on Facebook in uh yes, join our group. I can't even I I'm done. I'm done. I can't talk. Can you guys hear me? Oh, lost connection to the server.